How do the Caps and Brian McClellan turn this team around and make them competitive again? It might not be as easy as it sounds. Next on Locked On Caps. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about how does Brian McClellan and the Caps turn this team around? How do they make them competitive again? There's not a lot of free agents that need to be re-signed. Then we'll talk about the latest with Kuznetsov and Peter Laviolette. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So in this episode, we have Bob Matthews of the Bob Matthews Podcast. Bob, welcome back to the show. Dan, thanks for having me. As always, delighted to be here with you. And uh I'm ready to dive on into it, so let's go. So some interesting things for me as a Caps fan. Uh, the Caps entered Monday's slate six points out of the final playoff spot with eight games left to play. The, they host the Islanders on Wednesday. Money Puck has the Caps' chances of qualifying for the playoffs at 0.7%. The 10 teams <laughs> behind them are all 00 So ultimately, how do the Capitals turn this team around? I know that we think that this team is just a giant etch-a-sketch. I know I'm dating myself when I use terms like that. And that next year, it's all going to start anew again, and they're going to be firing on all cylinders. But if you take a look at the blue line in particular, there were a lot of questions going into free agency, but then they picked up Sandine, TVR, and Jensen got a new deal. Alexiev um, and... um, uh, uh, Faravari are restricted free agents. So, I mean, it's, you know, there's issues on defense, of course. How do they change it before next season, or is it just going to magically happen? Well, you know, I don't know. that. That's a good question, and I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that it's Brian McClellan's problem and not mine. I know that. Um, you know, like you said, it, the blue line seems pretty much set. Uh, the one thing I think, the one piece of good news about the blue line, I think that we've seen, I know it's a small sample size, just a couple of games, but hey, how about, you know, how valuable we've seen that the John Carlson's been since he's gotten back? You know, he's, he's had a couple of pretty good games just, just on the power play alone. The eye test tells you how important he is. I'm actually, and and feel free to disagree with me, but I'm actually not as concerned with the with the blue line as I am how the hell they're going to score goals. I mean, and, and it's something you know. I know you you've heard me harp on it before. How many times this year have we seen the Capitals lose games three one two one three two, you know, three two in a shootout or something like that? I think it's it's uh, almost more important that they find some offense next year because it seems like it's just been Ovi and the Oviettes this year. 
Yeah, and it's a tough thing as I look forward it. I did some research on this just to see who is a UFA uh, at the end of the season. So it's Connor Brown, Craig Smith, Carl Hagelin, Connor Sherry. Um, and then I talked about Alexiev is an RFA there. And then, of course, Matt Irwin as well. Matt Irwin has done a really stand-up job on this team, but is, you know, having a nice guy in the locker room, is that what it's all about, having him on this team? So just taking a look at the forward core there a lot, you take a look at Connor Brown, Craig Smith, Carl Hagelin, and Connor Sherry. Uh, well, I was kind of resigned to the fact that Connor Brown and um, Carl Hagelin and Craig Smith, for that matter, probably played their last season with the Caps. So the only guy in play there for me is really Connor Sherry. And uh, he has been kind of, you know, hot and cold this year. So there's not like, you know, these players are going to move out and they're just going to call these guys in. Brian McClellan is going to have to be aggressive uh, during free agency uh, July 1st and try to, to sign some new players. And who are those players going to be? Um, if you're going to get a big name, you're going to have to give up a big name, of course. You're not going to trade Anthony Mantha for Connor McDavid or something ridiculous like that. So who is who's going to be moving out? Is it going to be one of the names we've grown to love, like a TJ Oshie, or is it going to be someone, you know, a big name like that? What do you think that Mac needs to do? I think that uh, two of the guys that you just mentioned, Anthony Mantha and Connor Sherry, I think even you've got to look at, at, at moving on from both of them. I was always skeptical of the Mantha trade. And I get it. You know, Peter Laviolette, he likes him big. He likes him to hit. He likes them fast. You know, obviously, Jacob Vrana didn't fit into his playing style, and that's why they made the move. But Anthony Mantha just, he hasn't gotten it done. I mean, I can't even count on, you know, I can't count how many times he's been that close to scoring a goal and, and, and something's happened. So I think you move on from Mantha. It just and it wouldn't. Um, it just wouldn't. It, it wouldn't ruin my day if they moved on from Connor Sheary either. Brian McClellan said a couple of weeks ago we got to get a top six forward uh, this offseason. So I definitely think uh, at least one, if not both of those, are moving on. And I think both of them should simply because this team's got to get younger. And, and I know those guys aren't old, but there's a bunch of guys sitting in Hershey that you got to find out you know, what you've got in them, uh, not the least of which obviously is, uh, is Connor McMichael and, uh, and, and Hendrick Slapierre. Um, and there are a couple of more down there as well. You've got to get them up. You've got to see what they've got here. And I think, I think it would be a good thing to do that because who better for them to learn under becoming the next, you know, generation of capital stars, then the great eight and Backstrom and Oshie and the rest of the veteran core. Yeah. And I mean, the dagger for me, the absolute dagger that just, you know, sucked all the, the positivity out of the room is when Anthony Mantha coughed up the puck and Melkin scored yep. the game winning goal. I screamed to the skies. <laughs> Are you it freaking kidding me? It was the most capitals me? thing ever. They were down three to nothing in the third and they clawed their way back in there. Yeah. And Anthony Mantha was playing Anthony Mantha hockey and subsequently the Caps lost the game. The tough thing, you know, everyone's like, we got to get rid of him. We got to move him out of here. 
who's going to want to sign up for a healthy scratch? Who's going to want to sign up for a guy who's got a big frame but not intrinsically a fighter? You know, for me, I think ultimately what they're going to have to do is bundle him in a deal and say kind of like how Craig Smith came to the caps. You know, you're going to get these draft picks, but you're taking Craig Smith's contract off the books. I think that's going to be the same thing for Anthony Mantha because let's face it, he is quite horrible. Um, so, But the question and the tough question is who takes him and what are they ultimately going to get for him? Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. And honest to God, I I have no idea. Um, yeah. It's but but you've got to think with with his size, with his speed, with his talent that that we think we see out there every once in a while. There's got to be a coach out there that that's thinking I can get the best out of him, and I'm the one that can make him into the guy that we think he can be. Now, six four thousand dollar question is who is that coach? Right, and that's that's the big question, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. There is some rumors out there circulating that maybe another head coach could, you know, get more production out of an Anthony Mantha, out of an Evgeny Kuznetsov. Is that possible? I guess that remains to be seen. But some tough questions lie ahead for this Caps team. So after the break here, we will talk about the Capitals and their AHL affiliate Hershey Bears. Listen, this season hasn't gone according to the script, but the Hershey Bears are killing it. Let's talk about them a little bit more after the break. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get ahead on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So it suffices to say the cap season hasn't gone according to the script, or maybe it hasn't gone according to the script. It depends on who you ask. If you ask a lot of the beat writers around the Capitals, they saw this coming. I chose to be a little bit more optimistic, and that has done and just hit me in the face again. So the Hershey Bears uh, clinched a spot for the Calder Cup playoffs, which player in Hershey is ready for a bigger role in D.C. Uh, so we, you talked a little bit about LaPierre and McMichael and a lot of these other players. Is there someone down in Hershey that is waiting for their opportunity to really kind of catapult this team to the next level? I sure hope there is. Uh, <laughs> and I hope those two are two of them. I, I know LaPierre's kind of fallen off production-wise down the stretch here. Yeah, that could be uh, – maybe that's just a symptom of, you know, a young kid not uh, being used to playing this many games. But Connor McMichael has really come on. And I, I'm fascinated by, although I have not obviously seen a whole lot of Ethan Frank, but my gosh, you know, he's third on the team in points now. He's got 46 – you know, 20, uh, 27 goals, 19 assists. They just signed him to a new contract. He's a rookie. That's what I'm saying, you know. At some point, some of these guys, you've got to get them up there to see what they can do. I understand that everybody wants to, they want to keep the window open as as long as they can for Ovi and Backstrom, but let's face it, 
the window just slams shut this year. So you've you've got to get you've got to get those guys up there. Ironically, I think it's probably manpower wise, it's a little bit easier to to see what you've got in Ethan Frank. I'm more concerned about how do you get McMichael and LaPierre in the lineup because again, those are two centermen. Who's coming out? You know, mm -hmm. uh, you like Dylan Strom, obviously. Backstrom certainly not coming out of the lineup to put a rookie on an identity line, to put him on the fourth line. Is that really what you want to do? So now we're back at the enigmatic Evgeny Kuznetsov and what happens there? You know, do you have to move him in order to see if one of these guys is going to be your, you know, top one of your top six going forward? And it's a tough thing for this Caps team, most notably with Peter Laviolette, but even Barry Trotz, his reluctance to want to get younger. An interesting thing I was reading on Russian Machine Never Breaks before I came on here was mm -hmm. that Dmitry Orlov is opening up a bit more about his time in Washington. And one of the things that he had said is that he had hoped that Alex Alexiev would have been given more opportunities because he really liked his game. And now you take a look at it, there's been some subtractions, most notably Orlov from the lineup, and Alexiev has seen a bigger role. And what I've seen, I really like it. So I think that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Peter Laviolette, maybe Brian McClellan for that matter, there's some reluctance to get younger, but it's working around the rest of the NHL. Why wouldn't it work here in Washington? Yeah, I think, I think it's just part and parcel of what you signed up for Back in 2018, maybe a little bit before, I mean, you know, it, it's all part of we want all of us want Alex Ovechkin to be here for his entire career. And I, I guess that, you know, somewhere in the back offices, the decision was made. We got to do everything we can every year to win now. It's just it's gotten to the point where you can't do that anymore. And, you know, you've seen the diminishing returns really since 2018. You know, you go out in the first round in 2019, 2020. All right. That was a weird year because of COVID. But 2021 and, and, and 2022, here they are, you know, first round playoff exits. It's not the team is not ascending right now. It needs an injection of youth. I can't imagine that that Ovechkin and Backstrom would mind that. I, I certainly don't think they will next year, considering the fact this team is is headed for an early exit before the postseason. And for the first time in quite some time ago, I want to say 2014, back to the Adam Oates era. Yeah. We know what happened to Adam Oates. He was shown the door at the end of the season. So, mm -hmm. And I'll talk about in the last segment a little bit more about Peter Laviolette and what's going on there. But uh, some tough questions lie ahead. And also the rumor mill uh, surrounding the Capitals, most notably Evgeny Kuznetsov and the Russian media, uh, him kind of you know discontent with his role on this team. The interesting thing about Kuznetsov is he turns 31 in May and has two seasons remaining on his contract at 7.8 mil per the third highest cap hit among forwards on the team behind Ovi at 9.5 and Backstrom 9.2 in 73 games Kuzi has recorded 12 goals and 53 points that after amassing 24 goals and 78 points in 79 games last season he's also a team worst minus 19 after posting a, a plus 
6.7 rating a year ago. So another guy kind of in the same category as an Anthony Mantha, a very hot and cold player, a guy that is, you know, the, the leader of his own fan club thinking, you know, I should be higher up in the lineup. You know, the, hockey is about what have you done for me lately? You know, when they one of the things they talk about show business is that it's show business, not show happy. The same thing goes for the NHL. If you're going to get a sweater every night, you're going to have to perform, and Kuznetsov has not done that. I know he was top three in goals, I want to say, last year for the Caps, but my, how he has slipped this year. And now you're hearing rumors that he wants out of this team. Um what are your thoughts on Kuznetsov if he wants out? My take on it is, is that if he wants to go, don't let the door hit him in the butt. Thank you for your contributions in 2018, but we don't want a guy here that doesn't want to be here. Yeah, it, and it's not only that, but even if he does want to be here, again, it, it goes back to, you're right, He his production hasn't been consistent enough to where you can say, no, we're going to ride with him until the end of the contract. And again, I go back to it. Look down at Hershey. What's there down in Hershey? Two guys who are true centers that are knocking on the door to come up to the NHL. Two guys you spent first-round draft picks on very, very recently. And again, you've got to, you got to get them in the lineup. And there's only four center positions every game. And, you know, again, really only three because – you know, the fourth line center is a special deal. So as much as maybe you, you know, even a new coach says, I know I can get the most out of you getting, you've getting Kuznetsov. You, you've got to see, you've got to think long-term. Yeah. Kuznetsov might be your best option if you could get the most out of him next year and the year after, but you can't keep these guys down on the farm that long. And obviously Backstrom's not going anywhere anytime soon. And you've just, uh, you've just locked up Dylan Strome. So again, it's all about playing time. And the fact that Kuznetsov is so inconsistent and you, you know, you root for him and you want him, you, you know, he can do it. He probably should have been the, the, the Con Spike trophy winner in the playoff push, but dug on it. If he can't do it every night, I think you're better off. Um, I think you're better off looking at at another option. And again, that's going to be the good thing about missing the playoffs is at the end of the day, you can say, are we better off without without Kuzi? Well, we didn't make the playoffs this year, so does it really matter if you know we hold on to him or not? And you know, the one thing about the Washington fan base is they love this core of players, Ovechkin and Backstrom and Wilson, and and you know, as they should. But there is going to have to be some understanding that changes are going to need to be made because at the end of the day, I want this Caps team to be winning games. The interesting thing for me about Kuznetsov is I think that, you know, the PR guys from the Caps got a hold of him because one of the things that he said about it, he says, you know how it is. It's just people trying to put whatever they want to get the likes on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. He shrugged it off. I talked to those people and I said, where did this come from? There is something that we can talk about later, probably for sure. But at this point, there is nothing to even talk about. Of course, you know, all people at Twitter seem like, I told you, he said he's not going anywhere. Of course. I mean, is he going to say right now, being that there's games left to play that he wants out of here? You know, that is that doesn't happen too often. So I ultimately believe the Caps would be better off moving on from Kuznetsov if he ultimately doesn't want to be here. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the head coaching position, Peter Laviolette for the Caps, the winningest U.S.-born coach 
those guys don't exactly grow on trees, but he is not getting the results that Brian McClellan and Ted Leontis and the fan base in general are looking for. Is there a better option? Let's talk about it after the break. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So some intriguing names out there uh, surrounding, you know, Peter Laviolette and his possible replacement. Uh, Washington was one of the most banged up teams in the league this year. It wasn't just how many players got hurt. It was the name on the back of the jersey, too. According to mangameslost.com, the Caps lost the third most man games and were fourth highest in the website's cumulative uh, minutes lost due to injury. The only teams with a higher total in that category were Montreal, Columbus, and Philadelphia. And we've seen how the Canadians, the Blue Jackets, and the Flyers have done it this year. Uh, Lavulette's future, the 58-year-old who ranks eighth on the all-time wins list, signed a one-year deal nearly $15 million in September of 2020. And the writing for the was all on the walls for me in the preseason um, Brian McClellan was, you know, kind of non-committal about his future. I think that, you know, of course he wants results again, you know, Peter Laviolette's a great guy. I don't, I don't necessarily know if I agree with the idea of moving on from Peter Laviolette. What are your thoughts on the head coaching position in DC? I'm totally on board with it. If Laviolette is not going to, and if, if he can't anymore develop young players, um, this idea that, you know, giving deference to the vets, uh, it's not working anymore. Um, it's, I, and I, I'm concerned about his, his coaching and playing philosophy. You know, again, I go, I go back to the Mantha Vrana, uh, situation. And again, you know, obviously Jacob Vrana's had some off ice issues. Had, would that have happened if he stayed in Washington? Who knows? But just the fact that, you know, Laviolette wanted to, transform this team from what it was you know a little on the undersized but very fast and and you know a lot of offense and he wanted big guys that could hit at the time I was like okay but this better work it didn't work um his coaching style hasn't worked with this with this personnel um and the fact that we haven't seen him uh embrace you know the prospects that the capitals have i i think is very telling so i would i would like to see somebody who is okay with doing that and you know that's the thing about it is it can work you don't have to just try and just keep trying to retool it with with veterans every year i mean look at the penguins you know they've got their one line with with malkin and crosby and i'm drawing a blank on on guy number three um, but, you know, they've been together for like 14 years. You know, Gets Thank you. Yeah. You know, you can keep, you know, you can have a, uh, a core group of vets that is, you know, pushing 35, 36 years old. But you got to supplement that, man, with 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 youth. And they've got a few prospects down there. Again, it's I, I say, you know, go out, find a coach that has got a track record with working with the young kids and, you know, mold those kids now lean on the veterans the start of next year to teach those kids and then hopefully the kids get it by january and they can make a push into the playoffs now all of a sudden lo and behold you're looking at a team that's on the up you know that's on the the come up again yeah, and just looking at this from both sides of the coin. So obviously I like Peter Laviolette, but we have seen results in changing coaches, most notably the Boston Bruins, who have the best record in the NHL. 
their coach went off, their former coach went off to uh, Las Vegas. Take a look at the New York Rangers as well. Different head coach killing it. So, I mean, there is some truth to that. So now the question is, is who would be a good option? There are, you know, some front runners and I'm not going to read them all here, but here would be my front runners is Spencer Carberry. Toronto Maple Leafs assistant coach Spencer Carberry was a Bears head coach and was primed for a move to Washington. As he was wrote about here, Carberry was named ECHL coach of the year in 2014, was named the AHL's most outstanding coach in 21-22 season uh, before the Toronto Maple Leafs swooped in and hired him as an assistant coach a month and a half later. Uh, So there's still been a relationship between Carberry and the Capitals and would they be open to it? Another interesting one is Scott Allen. Scott Allen has also climbed through the ranks in the Caps organization. Allen joined Washington after spending the previous three seasons with the Bears. He served as an assistant coach for two seasons before being named Hershey's head coach ahead of the 21-22 season. And then the final one here for me. This is going to be my front runner. It would be Jeff Halpern is a fan favorite for many older Caps fans. The native of Potomac, Maryland, spent parts of seven seasons with the Caps before departing for the final time. And we know that he's gone on and helped uh, uh, Tampa's AHL affiliate and also helped in their Stanley Cup pushes. Of those candidates, is there a front runner for you or do you want to see what's more? <laughs> no, I, you know, I've, I've, I've read up a lot on Carberry lately and that's, he sounds really impressive. I think the common denominator in all three of those is guys who have, you know, recently put in extensive work in the ECHL and the AHL. Because, again, you need somebody that is going to be able to work with the young players and whose thought process, you know, even if it's just subconscious, to isn't to give deference to and your first, you know, reaction is let me go, let me go get a veteran to do this, that or the other. I want somebody that's 30 years old. So I think any of those three would be a good option uh, for Brian McClellan. And, you know, the great thing about this organization and the one thing that I think all fans can can take comfort in this offseason is that unlike a couple of certain other teams in the DMV, this general manager in this organization has a culture of winning and success. So you can give, uh, I, I give Brian McClellan the benefit of the doubt that whatever he does, he's going to figure out a way to fix this. And that if the Caps miss the playoffs this year, it's only going to be a one-year absence. And, hey, if they do, like we said, they got a shot at the number one pick in the draft. How great would that be? Yeah, Bedard. I mean, he's looking better and better all the time. Not that he didn't before. Uh, So some interesting things. And just to show that the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, look at Barry Trotz coming here. The Caps won a Stanley Cup. So there is some smoke to that fire. Uh, Bob, I want to thank you once again for joining us on this edition of Locked on Capitals. Why don't you tell everyone where we can find your work? You can find me on Twitter at Bob Matthews 965. The Bob Matthews podcast is part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So just go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or just check us out on Spotify and iTunes. And always, Dan, shout out because ever since uh, you have been gracious enough to let me come on as one of your contributors, our numbers are through the roof. So thank you to all the new listeners and uh, tell your friends and, uh, I'll see you again, hopefully um, soon. Anytime you need me, just call, brother. 
You bet. And uh, I'm glad I can help out wherever I can here. So uh, thanks for best. joining us once again here. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen. Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Locked On Game to Game on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.